Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Jessen. And I'm Juliette. Today we'll be reviewing Suddenly You by Lisa Kleypas. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow my YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes, giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. A special shout out to all of our lovely patrons. We appreciate and love the support. Yes. Guys. Guys. Yes. Oh my goodness. So holiday season is upon us. <laughs> we are recording this a little bit earlier, but yeah. you know... <laughs> I was talking because I just got my hair done today, which I'm very excited about, but I was talking to my hairdresser and she was saying how she just got her husband to take down the Christmas decorations or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was fussing at her because he was like, Carly, nobody else has like outdoor decorations out right now because like it's still like early <laughs> November, Yeah. and I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, but I was like, I hate when people complain about the people put it up decorating too early. for Christmas because I'm like, what do you want me to do to decorate for Thanksgiving? Like pumpkins and leaves? Yeah. Like, we already did Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Thanksgiving music that I can listen to. There's yeah. no, like, good Thanksgiving-related movies, you know? Yeah. This, it's not something that I can, like, celebrate during the month of November. And putting up decorations for Christmas is a lot of work. You know, you have mm-hmm. the tree. You have the outdoor decorations. You want to enjoy it a long time, exactly. too. Exactly. Like, you know? I want to just bask in the Christmasness. Oh, yeah. So, Juliet walked in just now, and I had, like, jazz music playing I know. in the background. <laughs> so but, like, I'm already listening to the playlist on Spotify that's, like, Christmas jazz, yeah. like, cocktail music and stuff. And I love we're comparing our, our uh, ambiance, our favorite ambiances yes. to have playing in the and background. And right now, I'm, like, in the jazzy mood. Yeah. Um, and I keep sending you, I get these autumnal like okay so facebook and instagram knows me now and they yeah. keep like putting like, stuff target in my audience feed. i know exactly oh what yes you want. if it's like harry potter-esque with like you know you know wispy leaves and whatever it's like i instantly send it to jessen wait <laughs> hold like, on yeah. juliet also Warm like a coffee. couple months ago she kept sending me ones that are like literally just like dark like four scenes it like just scaring dark, her like just dark and Y'all, like trees waving it's literally <laughs> called like dark forests Oh my god, it's so good. I love that one. And like, I was but like, okay, so this one's too much for Jess. I was, I was like, is this a horror thing? I'm scared to click it. I'm like, I don't know. It is kind of. Yeah, some of it's like really eerie dark woods. Like, I'm this, like, this, this is, is a little eerie. creepy. I'm like, this one's a little creepy. I know. But um, we, we do like, I mean, I we've talked about it many times on the podcast. Like, we just love like dark, moody, like rainy mm-hmm. days and stuff like that. Oh, like, yes. we, we like the cold. We so, because like we like cold. to go cozy. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And I think that the weather's supposed to get a little bit cooler here. Yeah, I was just uh, talking. Week. We just have like bursts of cool days, and then I was it just goes talking to, to my 80. husband about it last night. I was like, "Where is the weather?" You know, we had some awesome days where it was like nice and cold, oh, like God. for a fire. Like it yes. was perfect for fire. Did y'all do the fire? Oh pit yeah, we yet? had. Yes, we got the, had the fire pit going on the patio. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, that's honestly one of my favorite things to do once it gets cold is light a fire outside mm-hmm. and bundle up. Like I love it. It brings me great joy because we just don't have that all the time. We just don't have that all the time. So anyway, <laughs> I'm already ready like I think tomorrow I'm breaking out my Christmas tree just saying I'm decorating it I'm putting it up I want it in my life it's gonna bring me joy so that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow and I'm really excited about it and all the naysayers who say it's too early I don't care <laughs> I don't care <laughs> we, do, we don't we don't I care. don't care but mm. anyway speaking of um holidays 
Um, we do have a couple holiday scenes in this book, Suddenly You. So um, my mission this year, which I feel a little bit behind on, I still do have a couple Elisa Klepis books left to read. Yeah, I do too. And, and she's my favorite. And well, I... <laughs> the, the backlist that I have left are the books that are only in print. Mm. There's no ebook existing. Mm. Um, I won't be able to read them. And they're <laughs> the ones that I own, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I got deals on them, but they're worth a lot. And they're, like, fragile, and I don't want to mess them up. So, like, yeah. I've been procrastinating reading those. I just – I can't even read print anymore. My eyes – I Your mean, eyes, I, y'all, like I'm squinty, squinty. By the way, I have new glasses, and I can't – they're waiting for me at home, and I cannot wait to get home. Awesome. To get home. Really I love pretty it. really pretty sleek. I, I like love – I was actually looking at some glasses. Not that I need them. I own, like, 15 pairs at this point. I but know. I was looking at some more because I got an email yeah. saying buy one, get one free. And you know how I love a deal. Yeah. So. Oh, my eye doctor – and I knew he was going to tell me this. is like, well – yep your eyes have gotten worse like every year I'm like I they just keep getting worse and I just can't commit to Lasix oh yeah I just and I just no I was thinking about print oh. reading print books <laughs> I just don't want to I just can't I don't know I don't like reading print books but that's just because my hand gets tired whenever I read them and also I can't read them at night you yeah, know, I, like I think I'm addicted bed. to the convenience of I like the Kindle my bed, and that know? paper white with that backlight. It's yeah. just perfect. I like reading in the tub and I don't like bringing my paperbacks yes. in the tub anymore because all my old books, because I used to exclusively read paperbacks and all of my books that I owned way back when, they you can tell they have water damage because I'd read them in the tub. And yes. so like, my hand would get a little wet and then I would touch the book <laughs> and stuff. And so you could just tell. And I was like, yeah. I, I'm more of a collector of print books now right. than anything. It's mm-hmm. not something that I physically will read. I like them to be nice and pristine. To look pretty. Yeah. Do not break my spines. Do not bend my pages. <laughs> like, oh my God, I will I will murder. But, you know, mm. anyway. Um our two characters in this in this lovely book are book lovers, okay? And I really love this story, and mm. it's one of her older ones, and I was very, very excited. And you can see, like, the the beginnings of the types of heroes that I absolutely love by Lisa Kleypas. Yep. Like, the little bit of cockiness, the self-assured, you know, personality mm-hmm. in her heroes, a little bit manipulative, like, just the <laughs> right amount of manipulative and also like a headstrong heroine who's yeah. got a good head on her shoulders, knows what she wants. And I just really, really, really love these characters. So I'm going to talk about them real quick and then we're going to jump into the spoiler sections. Our heroine is Miss Amanda Briars. She grew up in Windsor, so like, you know, about 30 minutes away from London. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like a country girl. She has some older sisters who are already married. They've settled down. Settled down. And she um, she was the last one in the nest and her both her parents got ill. And so she was expected to take care of them. And this was like during the time when she should have been like out about yes. in society. She should have been like kind of exactly. In finding a husband. Finding a husband. And instead she's taking care of her parents. So mm-hmm. when her dad dies, he wills her the house and she ends up by selling it and getting a townhouse in London. Yeah. And during the illness, a way that she decompressed because it was just a lot to take care of her parents, she would write at night and in the morning. Like I that get was this. her stress reliever. <laughs> I get that. I totally yes. get this. It was an escape. Yes. It was an escape from this like dreary, like a total care for her parents. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, a lot. And she just needed that escape. And it actually starts earning her money. So she's a published author. And now she's living in London. But the problem is she's getting older. Um, She's a spinster now. And she's turning 30. And she's kind of having that, you know, that you know, crisis that some women have when they turn 30. It's like, oh, no, my life is over. And she decides (laughs) that she's going to approach this madam because she wants to get 
a lover for her 30th birthday and mm-hmm. i'm just like go girl she's hiring one you go you go after what I you know. want girl that was such a like this opening i was like she's at a madam purchasing a prostitute she, this is awesome she wants a lover for her 30th birthday i'm like you get him girl mm. so that's our heroine and then we have our hero jack devlin <laughs> this is the man that shows up on her doorstep who she believes is a prostitute but spoiler alert he is not he is not Hmm. and i'll leave it to the spoiler section to find out like what exactly happened for the situation to unfold that way but needless to say she's expecting you know the prostitute to knock on her door thinking that he's coming in through the back but here's mm-hmm. a knock in the front and she's like oh my god what are you doing in the front and like just pulls him in <laughs> jerks him inside so- inside and just like making all these comments and he's very confused and it was such an intriguing interaction because you know as the reader, like you yeah. get the feeling, like this is not like the this prostitute. is not him. This is not the prostitute. <laughs> Who is this? But guy? he starts taking full advantage. He was which like, is awesome. "Oh wait, she's ready and willing, and yeah. she's beautiful and voluptuous. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm gonna play along with this." <laughs> and it turns out that uh, Jack Devlin. <laughs> who she only she only gets his first name Jack. Jack Devlin is actually somebody who she's heard of by reputation only, but she's never met him. And he's in the publishing world, and she doesn't have a good opinion of him. And uh, there are some fireworks between these two characters, and I really, really, really love it. So, guys, if you have not checked out Suddenly You, you should definitely go check oh, out yeah. this one and come so back good. and chat with us. Back to <laughs> the night whenever Jack unwittingly um, waltzes into Amanda's uh town home yeah and gets pulled in and it, beca- and it becomes pretty apparent very quickly that like he understands like oh she's hired a prostitute because she hands him money and it's like look i don't need your services anymore yes. madam whatever and he knows like, who I changed the madam my mind. is i changed my mind yes. i don't want this i don't want this either like you know, i don't want this anymore sorry <laughs> for wasting your time and he just like well, let's just like stay well. Let's come by the fire well, and let's, let's just chat. Ha- yes. I love how he like coaxes her. Yes. And he just like, he just like, you know, um, eases her into everything. Yes. They do not have sex this night. Jack does not want to mm-hmm. deceive her because he knows he, he can only push so far. Right. And he does have a purpose in actually going to meet her that night and he's going to need to talk to her again. So he doesn't want to push too far, but he cannot, he cannot resist her. I mean, she's beautiful. <laughs> and, um, I, I mean, her figure is not like in fashion right now. She's like more voluptuous mm-hmm. and her hair is really curly. She's short, but he's like super attracted to her. And I just really, really love their interaction. And also, like, I like how he's just kind of like, let me guess. You're about to turn 30. And this is why this all came on. And she's like, how did you know? And she, he's like, it's typical. It's difficult. And I, I love also that he's like, I mean, we don't know this actually until we get to his point of view. But he is a huge admirer of her. I mean, the reason yes. he's actually coming is to talk about a book he has purchased. One of her first books that she sold for 10 bucks to some publisher way back when well he's got the rights to it now and he wants to um he must make her an offer right he wants to make her an offer but and he's just like he loves the way she writes without um without excusing the heroine because she writes in a way that like the heroine makes mistakes but she doesn't isn't it's like, like an objective all these view she's not yes. judging them she's not no judgment. she's not for or against their actions she's just she's stating like, what are, they're this is what's what they did in their life you know and, but she's not trying to make like moral commentary yeah the unfinished lady the unfinished lady <laughs> who's like in an unhappy marriage and yes. she's like having she an affair red silk gloves yes it's and... just like all and so anyway and he's also has an idea because 
I love this like little reference to Charles Dickens uh, mm-hmm. about being it being serialized. Yes. And he has the idea like I think it would be really successful if we serialize it first. And she's like, well, I don't want to be a magazine writer. Like I want to be a you know book writer. And yeah. he's like, well, this will be it'll make it accessible to other people who can't afford just to like drop right. money on like these huge tomes because it's like it's gonna be like a three-part book you know and uh she really likes idea and he's like i guarantee you like he's all in this business for the money and this Mm -hmm. is why like his reputation why amanda does not have a good opinion of him because he has recently kind of come on the scene in the last few years and like poached authors from other publishing businessman he's ruthless he's Mm -hmm. like i'm going to make money Mm -hmm. but like he really loves, like, he, he knows talent whenever he sees yeah. it, and he's not afraid to go after talent whenever he sees it. And that's exactly why he wants to court Amanda to get on board with his publishing house, because if he can, you know, offer her compensation for this first novel, who she got, like, pennies, she got pennies on it, you know, mm-hmm. the first time. And he's like, I'll compensate you. I'll give you, like, 5,000 pounds for it. And then, you know, the proceedings after that, like, we're going to sell, like, hundreds of thousands of copies. I love that she's, like, she criticizes him for not being a gentleman in the, you know, the business field. And he's like, no, I'm not a gentleman. You know, I'm here to, you know, I have ambition. I'm here to make, you know, this is a business. But so she's also fascinated by that. Right. You know, like, but... we kind of know she's not completely conventional because she hired a prostitute for her 30th birthday. You know, like, right. so we and see her as like, a little bit different. she's like, you know, living alone in London, yes. you know, uh, uh, and she's exactly. mingling in society. She has a little bit more free She has an to, occupation. Yeah, she has an <gasps> occupation, which is unusual. Not just you know, a gentlewoman or whatever. She's a known published author. It's not like she's hiding under a pseudonym mm-hmm. or anything. Like, she's known in society. Like, she is writing yeah. um, works. And so she's a little bit unusual herself. And I, I honestly, I really love the moment when, so after... After Jack, he pleasures her. He brings her to pleasure that night. And he leaves because he's like, he's like, darling, we're not going to do anything more. And at that point, she wants more because like, yeah. he just opened up the floodgates. And he just like, he's like, we'll talk later. And she's in her head. She's like, but we'll never see each other again. And I'm just like, oh, my yeah. God. And oh he didn't even God. take the money. What's wrong he, with yeah, this? Yeah, what, what is going on? <laughs> she goes to a party a couple of days mm. later. And he approaches her. And they're introduced and this is jack devlin and so she's like you you lied to me you took advantage and (laughs) he's just like i didn't lie (laughs) and she was like well why did you even show up and he was like well you know i recently acquired a book by madam bradshaw whatever her name is yeah madam bradshaw i think that's correct Um, and uh so she had like salacious yes she had (laughs) salacious like gossip about like the people who like frequented her brothel and so he (laughs) recently published a book that's like taking the ton by storm it's like like they're appalled but they're fascinated oh and yeah so it's like selling very well <laughs> i love that the more <laughs> salacious like, oh the my more god it's gonna the, sell the horror right, we have where can clutch, i get a copy my pearls but also i need to read it i, um, I might know those people <laughs> i know and, and, and we people, do people do i know um, do i love that but that. so awesome. um he was like i just so happened to like be visiting her and she told me oh i recently made the acquaintance like i mentioned that i acquired your book and she said that you would be able to receive callers this day and i'm just well, like this, I was just yeah. like, okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. So she sent him at the so, same time. And I really love it how she was just like, what was her, what was her, you know, her deal? Why did she send you to me? Is she laughing at yeah, me? Yeah, Amanda thought, Amanda's Amanda like, Breyers, she's like, she thought that she was making fun, like mocking her. But I like how later, and I know how we're jumping around a little bit, but I yeah. like how later he does go back to her and he, um, mm-hmm. to warn her about something. And he asked her, he's like, well, why did you send me to her? And he was like, 
well, like I couldn't just send, you know, just anybody. I couldn't Some send like, these wit. unintelligent, you know, just like boys to her. Yeah. Like it needed these to be somebody boys. who would challenge her and also be up to like, you know, her level, who would pleasure her. Like she deserved the best. And then all of a sudden you walked in and you wanted an introduction to her anyway. And like it just seemed like fake. Like I, I, I thought that she was amazing because the way that she walked in bold as you please asking for a man for her birthday and she didn't talk down to me like I liked her. Yeah. So I really like how Miss Bradshaw was like. Right really impressed by amanda and she was really trying to do her a favor and you know in the end she did so i what i thought was hilarious too is when he relays this to amanda because she's like tell me what did madam bradshaw say and she he she he was like um you know when he told her everything so she was like confused she's like why would a man need to be intelligent to pleasure me and he it finds her so humorous like her naivete you know just so right she's this really in super intelligent woman very great at writing in her business but like when it comes to things these kinds of matters he just finds it just adorable adorable you know and she doesn't even get mad at him she's just like (laughs) she just wants to know i don't know what you mean i wish that you could explain he's like i'd love to demonstrate i I would love happily happily demonstrate for you (laughs) but at this point she's not receptive to his intentions Mm -hmm. anymore and he kind of in that first meeting where she realizes who he is insinuates that he would hold that over her head if she mm. does not meet with him about the first about novel the, because right. she is not she's not receptive at all about she doesn't him want to publish it she's like that was my earlier work it's terrible like no it and also so i wouldn't much sell work. it to you because your right. reputation is terrible yeah you know you're, you don't act in a gentlemanly way and he was like well if you don't come meet me tomorrow then you know who knows who will know what happened and she's like, but oh she's never as he's intense never to do gonna it, do that but... like you know you know he's just playing with her because he he really is there's intrigued. a spark between them. There's a spark. And you, you know, can tell by the way that he both left her because he could have taken advantage of her. If he was mm-hmm. truly villainous, he could have slept with her that night. She was asking right. for it by the end. Yeah. And he said no because he thought it was disingenuous to seduce her fully. Under false pretenses. Under false pretenses whenever <laughs> she didn't even know his name. So like, and he's just very intrigued by her. And you know, she does have a little bit of a complex, which is not my favorite thing, but I will excuse it because it is an earlier novel and I don't find I run into that hardly at all in her more recent works is she refuses to acknowledge that she's attractive and beautiful which is not my favorite thing when it's like obviously he's attracted to you oh my god he's so attracted to you yeah like stop saying that you're not beautiful yeah she can't understand it's like mm. she can't understand the attraction um but he from the very first you can tell like he's just super enamored of her and so i really like how he lures her to his office and she's fascinated (laughs) because like she hasn't even been at his you know his business which is like half his empire she calls it it's like half of a bookstore store it's also where they print the books yeah, and the stuff shipping and everything everything um and they even have like a private like collection of like rare you know books. rare books yes. and i love how his you know right hand man like shows it to her and she's like oh my god i could stay here for days yeah. and so it's just like you know he's doing that for he's her. courting her he's like look at what i have for you look at my books look at all my books look at all my books don't you love my books and i'm just like yes jack devlin i do so by the time he makes it she makes it to his office and he was like hey i mean like where have you been like i've been waiting on you yeah. and he knows that she's you know admiring his business he did that on purpose 100 percent mm-hmm. and they kind and he you know pitches his idea about the serialized novel and she's resistant to it at first but by the end of it while they're negotiating there's this man that oh, barges yeah. in first in with like a uh he has like a little like a uh, knife and a cane poker thing. You know, yes, he has you know like um Re- they they hide those little like um, repairs. Yes, in their canes. Yes, or so he had that, and he's very mad because 
He's mentioned as Mr. <laughs> T or Lord T and Madam, Madam Bradshaw. And apparently book. he was doing some kinky shit. We don't yeah. know exactly what it was. Uh, Madam Bradshaw says, hey, I, I tamed it down yeah, compared like, to what he really was, did. There was some stuff that I was like, <laughs> I didn't think I should publish. So yeah. I kind of did him a favor. But apparently his wife is leaving him. His wife him. has left him. Everybody like, knows it's him. His friends are shunning him because yeah. everybody's like, it's totally you. So it's Madam Bradshaw's so fault. It was like, it's his fault because Devlin published it. Yes. And so he's like, uh, I'm going to rip you limb for from limb like he is absolutely <laughs> insane he's feral going after jack he makes a stab at him he does cut him mm-hmm. but i love how amanda she's so resourceful she's like what can i grab in this room and she's like fire poker great and she bashes this guy <laughs> over the head twice and she's just like well do you make it a habit of men like do men frequently come yeah. and try to kill you like what's going on here and i love it this moment especially where so he has a little cut and yeah She's um, going to administer to it. His best friend's a little squeamish about blood, and she's like, I will take care of him. And so she's already seen, like, his bare chest, and so it's, like, kind of nothing yeah. for her to, like, undress him. And then also, I love how later on we find out um, that apparently he has a high pain threshold, but he was all like, ow, oh, ow, 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 This hurt. Burns like oh, hell, oh, woman. No. What are you doing? He's playing it up for her. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, because she also does notice when she goes behind him to get the, she goes to get the alcohol, whatever, he to turns to around. Drink. Yeah. She notices he has lots of scars on his back. And this is the first instance we see that he's got, you know, a a physically painful and obviously emotionally painful past. Yeah. Um, What is the, what is his assistant's name? Phil Pritt? What's his name? Fretwell. Fretwell. Phil Pritt. Fretwell. (laughs) Fretwell. You know, it's the same. (laughs) I do like when um, she kind of corners Fretwell at one point after she agrees to do this. um, Because it's a lot, it's like 10,000 editions or something copies of this book once once the serial is finished he's going to actually put it in a book and so she agrees but um when she talks she to makes Fretwell, comments a lot about like him being like ruthless and you yes. know and caring and how she doesn't like him and he's just like no he's like he's one like, of the greatest men yeah, i ever know that's not and, like the devil and i know <laughs> no like he helps everyone and, and then he you tells know, that story about how he literally saved fretwell's life like yes. they were all he and a number of the other men that he hired on at the company were all at the natsford heath or whatever this name of this like boy school which is basically where aristocrats send their bastard boys to die like they yeah. send them there they, just they're hoping ill treated ill treated school beaten, beaten. and and, and children no, do die there yeah you know it's, it's very like there was a notorious death that actually sh- eventually shut the school down right but while they were there like devlin was devlin one was of always the protecting bigger them. ones and um he would encourage i like how he, how he said like not only would devlin take the punishment for younger boys like he would mm-hmm. like you know claim that it was him and take the punishment the beatings mm-hmm. but he also encouraged like the other bigger larger boys who could take the beatings better to it's do like, the same you know, like exactly. to protect the weak and that night that fretwell got you know caught and they tied him to the gate outside it was in cold, the freezing, freezing cold, cold winter raining, yeah and they tied his hands like above his head and like if you ever had like your hands above your head for too long and the blood just i mean it's very painful mm-hmm. um and he snuck out he could have been severely beaten for all of this he yeah. snuck out untied his hands and they huddled under a blanket and then for he the whole retied night. him in the morning so that no it would knew. look like he, you know, was there all night. Yeah. And so he saved Fretwell's life. And he was like, and you know what? Whenever he became something, he remembered everyone. That he said, yeah. you know, he he kept us, like, alive. He kept us 
feeling like we had something to live for by promising these things like one day we'll have this this and this yeah and he delivered on that promise he found us and we even find out like there's one boy who um was boxing the ears too much and now he's deaf and mm-hmm. he works there now too and it's mm-hmm. just like He's obviously a very good man. Yeah, I love I I love that moment and how Amanda was like, "Where y'all are all interested in publishing?" She's like, "We didn't care what he was going to do. Whatever we were gonna he was going to do, him. We, we were going to yeah." Go and so it. that's like you know she can't just discount. Oh, he's just a ruthless businessman when there's so many people who obviously admire him and trust him. And when you he know? explains why he likes to do serialized things is because he's like, not everyone can afford to have books. Yes, and I, want it to be I accessible love to that. Oh my god, I love that. Part. So not only is he making money, but he's also he's conscientious about it as well like he's not as ruthless yes. as everyone thinks he is he's just good at making money and I people the... kind of like you know some people kind of like gossip about it but yeah. like and he was the one who told her he's like he's like the poor deserve an escape more than anyone else and she's like an escape he's like <laughs> she's yes like, you read fantasies... he's like i read all the time yeah these fantasies are what help people get out of either the their mundane life or their struggle or whatever else and i was just like oh my god this is so smart like it's just it's brilliant i love the way lisa Claypus kind of it's very meta you know <laughs> uh, for is. writing but also she created like showed Devlin in a way that he cares about his customers he cares about yeah. them you know and so I like how it's said like you know it's been a couple weeks since they've been working to mm-hmm. uh with each other and we're in Devlin's point of view and he loves arguing with her <laughs> because he's like saying how like this needs to go and she's like absolutely not yeah it stays. <laughs> I love their editing session <laughs> and he's like no she's like and she's like so adamant she's like taking the page away from him and he's chasing her and he's like oh my god I love a good chase and I love how he was just like okay it's either you like remove that or I'm gonna kiss you and she's like what (laughs) she's like it stops her in her tracks it's so awesome because he's just like god damn I'm so attracted to her right now and he was just like I'm gonna shake her up yeah and like she backs down she's like fine we'll delete it and he was like pity damn like (laughs) damn and so like he wants her so badly and he's like really flirty with her Mm -hmm. um and he ends up by inviting her to his Christmas party. Right. Um, be- oh, and I also love how he kind of invites himself to dinner all the time. Yeah. He so just shows they, up at they, her house. Yes. They start this <laughs> friendship where he just literally, because he's not a gentleman, he doesn't care about being called upon. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to show up. And she, yeah, always at dinner time because apparently he really likes her cook as well. Yes. And she's <laughs> like, really you good. always conveniently show up at supper time. And yeah. like, don't turn a But she always away. invites him there always to stay. Him. You and know? I love how, like, it's such an, it creates such like, an intimacy between them mm-hmm. and it truly is. Like, you can tell, like, they're starting a friendship. She's right. a little reluctant about it, but, like, she's grumbly about him, like, interfering mm-hmm. in her life. But, like, she likes the company. You can tell that yes. she likes, they have great it's, conversations. Right. And about books and just like everything. And so I really like that a true friendship the was friendship forming. Awesome under this guise of business we're right. just we're just meeting for business reasons and but it's really not exactly he wants more from her and he's trying to coax her into that and he asks her what her plans are for the christmas holiday mm-hmm. she's like usually i go to windsor because i'm the only one who knows how to make like this pudding or whatever this punch and this pudding punch yeah. or whatever and um he was like well instead of going to the country like stay for christmas day with me i'm hosting a big party it's gonna be super <laughs> fun like there's gonna be all kind of writers and authors it's loud and boisterous and like all these things and like honestly he doesn't have to convince her that hard she was just like you know what yeah she wants to do something for herself fun in london and not just like she wants to do something for fun for herself she doesn't feel like going to the country her sisters are a little bit like judgy yeah of her and stuff like that and she's when are you gonna find a man and settle down a good man a good stable man in windsor and then like all her (laughs) children all their children are running around she's just like i want to do something fun Mm -hmm. so she gets dressed up for this christmas party and she's even admiring 
comparing herself. She's like, I look good. I look good. I look damn good. (laughs) I love that for her. And I like how as soon as, like, it doesn't take her long, she enters in. She's, like, admiring his beautiful mansion and how many, like, wonderful, interesting people are there that she's really excited that she, you know, agreed upon. Mm -hmm. But, like, he finds her almost right away. He goes (laughs) and he, like, puts her on his arm. And she even notices this. It's like, it feels like he's kind of making a statement. Maybe. He is. Because he takes her around and introduces her to everyone. But it's like the way he introduces her, it's obvious there's some sort of connection here. Proprietary a little bit, you know? Yes. And, you know, sometimes they'll separate. This isn't just my author. (laughs) He's he's watching her from the sidelines. And I love Mm -hmm. how this one man asks her for a dance like twice. And he like sends Fretwell. Yeah. He's like. He's (laughs) He's always sending Fretwell. Fretwell. Go interfere. Yeah. (laughs) And like she knows. She's like, did did Jack send you? And he was like. Uh, he just wants you you to know that this man's like not a good man or whatever and we shouldn't should. be dancing with him so long yes we should also mention she meets um is his name uncle hardy was uncle that his hartley uncle hartley is the author of children's books and she actually knows the books because she reads them to her nieces and nephews and <laughs> stuff and um so it's funny because we have this sort of like they have not a you know romantic connection, but they have a connection a of mutual interest. Just kind yes, of like they have a very just mutual easy interest conversation. And just she thinks he's such a, a nice, genteel man, and whatever. And he talks I had a about feeling like his, he would come his, back later. Yeah, he talks about like his wife. He's a widower. Yes, and he talks about like you know how it was unfortunate that he and his they wife could never have children, children but mm-hmm. like. Um, like his wife was always so very joyful and full mm-hmm. of life and stuff. And oh, you remind me of my wife. And as yeah. soon as he said that, like, I was oh, like, Oh Lord, another suitor this for her. I was like, Another Something's suitor for Amanda. Um, yeah. So anyway, that night, um, I-, I love how he kind of like brings her. Into oh, he his, pulls like, her aside. Mm, yes, he can't resist her anymore. No, but I love how he just like invite me over tonight. Invite me to stay. And with she's you tonight. tired mm-hmm. of fighting it. She is. Mm-hmm. She's tired. She's like, I want him. I don't know when I'd ever have the other opportunity and I would trust another person like this. Mm -hmm. And she agrees. She's like, yes. So I love how like he's like shooing people almost immediately out through the door. Like, lovely to see you. Y'all have a great night. Wonderful Christmas. Great Christmas. (laughs) Goodbye. See you later. Shutting people out the door. And then he gets into the carriage and stuff and she's cold and he's like, I'll warm you up, you know, an excuse for her to sit on his lap. And he like just wants to like you know tease her a little bit, but of course it goes a little bit too far. Like he can't, he wants he, he can't control it. himself. He's like he's like you have to go sit on the other side because <laughs> if not, I'm gonna take your virginity in a, in carriage. a carriage. And she just like I okay. don't care. She's like let's like, go. That sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> so he does. He takes her virginity in the carriage. It's really hot, but oh, also yeah. really sweet. I really like how like despite him you know being the seducer in the relationship mm-hmm. early on. He really does care. Like, he has a care for her. He's like, I don't want to just take you in a carriage. Like, not for your first time. And she's like, no, I need you. I want you right now. And he's just like, I I love, I love Holler. He's like, oh, love, no, don't. Like, (laughs) don't touch me right now. I'm going to explode. I'm not going to be able to control myself. And, like, it's also a powerful feeling for Amanda. She's like, I'm bringing him to his knees. And that's a powerful feeling for her. And I really love that. And then um, it's also very intimate because whenever they go to her house, they don't go upstairs right away. They go mm-hmm. to the parlor and he lights a fire and they're sitting in front of the fire just mm-hmm. kind of like basking oh, in yeah, each other's she, company. And she also wants to set terms. Yeah, she's like, okay, so we're For probably, this affair. Yeah. So she's like, 
Affairs can end very messily. If it goes on for too long, we're bound to be discovered. I don't want to be a social pariah, so I right. think we should set an end date for this. So like three, three months. months. Three months sounds good. Sounds like we can work it out of our systems without getting tired of each other and resentful. <laughs> I, love, I love like he says, he's like, um, he's I'm like, not well, going to be happens? tired of you yeah, he's at like, three what months. what happens when I'm not tired of you in three months? She's like, oh, you will be. And he's she's like, like, no, mm. I won't. No, she's I won't. Like, he's like, I reserve the right to try to convince you otherwise. And she's like, at that fine. <laughs> but I'm not going to be convinced. <laughs> And then um, her maid comes back home. And I love how, oh, like, yeah. her maid Sookie. just, like, so prof- – It's, like, yeah. she has, like, a cute, like, little, like, motherly relationship with her maid. She just, mm-hmm. like, wants the best for Amanda. Yeah. And they go upstairs and he makes love to her properly, you know. <laughs> oh, God, I really love it. Like, he's, ugh, he's oh, just yeah. such a Their good – Their intimate scenes are really, really – They're really beautiful. They are. Just the way that he's encouraging of her. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all new experiences – and I just love the way that he just, like, is so attentive to her. Oh, yeah. So his roles also are that she has to read Madame Bradshaw's book and that they have to do everything like, that's in do the everything. book. And she's like, um, no. no. <laughs> he goes, okay, you have to try. Some of these things <laughs> we have to do. <laughs> so, but he's always teasing her. He's you know, and she's her. usually, like, the serious one. So it's like... He really brings out the joy yeah, the opposite in her. Yeah, the opposite you know? type of romance Definitely. that we really love. Like, she needs – she's very practical. Like, yes. she's always thinking of the practical things. Right. And she always, like, you know, kind of, like, is on the straight and narrow. Like, this is something completely out of the box for her. And he but brings I love that, that she's unafraid to break convention, too. Yeah. And I also you know? like that even though, like, he has, like, the really tortured past, that mm-hmm. it's not, like, it's not made him too he's serious and broken. He's not brooding and serious, no. You know? He's no. very light and effervescent, mm-hmm. and I really He doesn't like, like to talk about it, but when it does yeah. come up, he does... <laughs> He does confess to her that he has no interest in ever marrying and ever having children. You know, like because he talked about his father. So apparently, his father, he's like he's the bastard he's, son of he's this. He's an earl or whatever. Yeah, earl. And he has like seven legitimate children, but he also has many, many, many bastards who he does not care about. Right. Jack also says like so after he graduated from school, he was like, I knew what I wanted, I knew I could do it, but like I needed money, and he was like, mm-hmm. it killed me. But the only place I thought to look was, was him. my father, and yeah. he was like. It must have amused him that I'm the only child of his that actually looks like him. And he, like, you know, gave me the money. And now I feel resentful because I've made an empire. And he likes to tout it to his friends. He he got it from me. Yes. That's my bastard child. And I hate the fact that he has that on me because I don't want any association with him. And so, like, he just has such, like, a distaste for, like, marriage and just like the the way that his father just like tossed away children like they were mm-hmm. nothing and he was just like i have no he literally sent him to natsford heath yes, or whatever exactly. you know <laughs> so i don't i don't blame him for his you know jadedness when it comes to romance and mm-hmm. family because i mean he's just like yeah it's, and she never says anything about never wanting to marry or never she just always regrets that she feels like it's too late for her yeah her, you know? her prime years have passed what man would want her, her at 30 <laughs> exactly she's like it's too late for me unfortunately right. which is not it's not Amanda. it's not and um i also really love how of course in public they have to pretend like there there's nothing going on that they're mm-hmm. just you know acquaintances that work together and i love how like there's a moment at the opera where he like he's just like there was men leering at you why did you wear this dress because <laughs> she was they not leering and she was like i thought you liked this dress he's like yeah alone for me was like just for she's me. laughing i'm gonna parade around the apartment for you yeah. like in this dress and so he like sneaks her off to her room and 
And she's oh, like, oh my yeah. God, no, we're going to be caught or whatever. And he's like, I need you. I need you so badly. And so I love this because, again, Jack is the one who has voiced his distaste for marriage. He's never going to do it. Right. Amanda's like, I'm not opposed to marriage at all. And I feel like in order to protect myself, I have to be realistic. So every right. time he says these things, like he needs her and he can't yes. help but want her, she does not want to get her hopes up because she's like, he's, she thinks he's this not going to marry me. Yeah, and this is just sexual. This is it's just, just a sexual, sexual chemistry. Exactly. And you so know? like – also, we should really, mention that time is the one time he does not pull out. He does not pull out. He feels this primitive urge, Little he says. Bit, he's getting, yes, territorial. And, and I feel like <laughs> that's why this scene is so important. It's because he literally can't help himself at this point. And you as the reader are supposed to be cluing in to that <laughs> yes. this is more than just physical for him. Right. He literally has this craving for her. Yeah. He wants to acknowledge her publicly he wants everybody to know she's his everybody know that exactly like nobody else can touch her and he just hasn't come to terms with it yet (laughs) and that's what i find so delicious about the way that lisa Mm -hmm. clapis writes her heroes yes i agree i like how i like how after even after like that dinner like um before they become lovers he leaves and he just like why did I tell her personal information? Like, uh, yeah, he's why like, did I literally do like that? straight back in his carriage? <laughs> like, he's like chastising himself. He's just like, I've never told anybody there are that. These feelings, and I don't know what they are, and I don't yeah. like them. And, and why I am love... I why am I being vulnerable there and telling her all yes, of my secrets? How, I don't like this vulnerability feeling. <laughs> I, I I literally eat that up. Like, yeah, I love it. So it's much. awesome. And Lisa Kleypas does that so well with her heroes. I like her heroes that feel like they're unaccessible, but they're like so soft and warm and mm-hmm. so gone for their mm-hmm. heroines. Mm. Yes. My favorite. My favorite. Yes. So when um, Amanda gets um, – she hasn't been home for a while. Her sister decides to come pay a visit because she has not – she has not come home for, you know, the Christmas holidays at all. And she was just like, are you ill? What's going on? And something's different about you. You're glowing. Mm-hmm. Like, are you seeing someone? And so like, it well, all then, kind of comes out. Well, yeah. And the rumors have been There's reaching Windsor that they have that been – Having an affair. in the company of each other or whatever. And yeah. she's like, is it true? And she was like, this is when Amanda actually admits. She's like, I'm in love with him. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you need to end it now. Because, like, mm-hmm. he's not going to marry you. He's not going to marry you. Yeah. And, and this is all going to go it. terribly, you know. And this- so she, this is like her aha moment. She's like, okay, I was a little naive to think that I could parade just, around for three mm-hmm. months not get my heart broken and also just like avoid complete scandal so it's probably better that we do break yeah it she's thinking right if then. i do it now it'll hurt less it'll i hurt won't less. she already knows that she's falling in love with him but she she's like if i can just break it off now at least it won't be as painful as it will later but of course it's too late you know their their emotions are both very deep and when she breaks the news to him you know that night he comes over mm. like okay i think we need to end it there's rumors and he was just like even like it to the point where he was making excuses, being like, "Well, it's my reputation too," and she was like, "No, I mean, no, it's, it's different not. for a man. It's different for a man. You'll get like, you'll a get a slap, slap on, on the, the wrist, wrist and then maybe a, a pat on the back. Yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> but like then I won't be. I like my life. Like yeah. I want to be able to still go out to parties and stuff. I don't want and, people to shun me and no longer invite me. You know. And the way that he is so mad about it, oh. he is so, and he's just like, "Well, just one more, basically, kind of for the road, like one last hurrah." Yeah. And it's so like he's so angry, and this is the first. <laughs> time he's ever not like angry fucking cuddled with (laughs) yeah and he just like immediately rolls off her and gets dressed and like leaves Mm. but before he leaves he does say this isn't over between us so like Mm -hmm. we know that he's not down and out but he's just angry he's mad that she's ending it a month and a half into their arrangement Mm -hmm. and you know she doesn't go out in society because she's heartbroken she's crying Mm -hmm. and stuff for a couple of weeks 
And um, Fretwell was kind of their go-between now. And she's yeah. like, has he asked about me or whatever? And he was like, mm, no. But Meanwhile, he's, like, he's, he's drinking he's and smoking. Drinking, smoking, not eating, not sleeping. He's like basically living at his, at his mm-hmm. freaking place of business. Yeah. And um, she finally goes out. And they end up at like the same type of party as well. And they kind of just like, you know she dances with him but she's just like we just can't do this like don't approach me like it's just gonna be too hard and also uncle hartley has approached Mm -hmm. her now as well yes so uncle hartley is courting amanda oh god and it's so funny because she sees him first of all she really admires him he's he's a very he's a sweet gentleman she loves to be in his company she's like this is the kind of man my sister sophia said i should settle down with like this is the kind of man who would never like shake up my world right yeah he's you know? very like a steady type of person mm-hmm. so her and practical side is sort of like her leaning practical into it side is leaning in because it's obvious that he's courting her so she's like oh, i yeah. could have a chance at happiness i could yeah. be married and you know i could have companionship mm-hmm. i don't have to be alone and um <laughs> it's just like really heartbreaking because she's like comparing the way that she feels for jack knowing that she's in love with mm-hmm. jack to hartley knowing that it's not the same but this is she doesn't expect for jack to ever want her that right. way and so exactly she's just and so fretwell so i love when fretwell mentions like uh i don't know if you realize this but two of your authors are courting each other you know hartley and and miss briars he goes i know it's like you're not going to do anything about it he's, he's like, like no, why would I'll i do like anything about walk it walk her down the aisle myself oh like, he's so bitter he's, he's so, so stubborn stubborn because stupid. he's just kind of like i can't give her what she needs yes like, i'm not the type of man like, she doesn't want me but the thing is is she she thinks he doesn't want her and this is one of those moments where i actually believe both sides are they're not like i believe this fact that they don't believe the other one loves them you know what i mean because they went into the relationship that he just feels like he's not good enough for her right and he would make her miserable like it's just not a good pairing yeah but he's in such denial because he's driving himself (laughs) crazy at the thought of her with another man yes and um then then then, we have a moment where her maid is lacing her up yeah and she's like you know you need to tie (laughs) these laces tighter okay and she's like, miss. She's, she's like, I don't like, think we should do that. It might it might harm. And it might like, harm what? you in your condition. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, hello, when's the last time you had a period? And she's like, wow, a long time, actually. Oh, my I goodness. I have been paying attention. She's like, oh, my God, call for the doctor right away. So they confirm she's oh pregnant. Oh, my God. And she is like, oh, my God. She's like, well, I'm not going to tell Jack because yeah. I don't I'm want to have to go away. Position. I'm, I'm going to have to move to the yeah. continent. Go to and Italy or France yes. and live there or live abroad. Her like, maid's like, I'll stand by you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I I love how Hartley – I mean, like, he really is such a good guy. He yeah. shows up because she sends his her regrets. That she's they been were supposed sick. to have an outing. Right. That they, she's been sick. Well, he calls upon her. He's like, oh, my goodness, you do look ill. Like, what's wrong? She ends up by confessing to him. She is such an honest <laughs> person. She just, like – well, I'm pregnant. And he's like, I'm assuming it's Jack Devlin. Yeah. And so so he knew, too. He knew. Yeah. Like, he, he wasn't dumb. You know, they were discreet. But, I mean, people couldn't read between the lines. Yeah. And, honestly, I really love how he's just like, well, marry me. Like, yeah. I'll take in. He's like, I would I'll... love to be a father. Like, yeah, I, I know. He's to... like, this would be my second chance. And he's like, I admire you so much. I care about you so much. And do you really want to live somewhere where you don't know anyone, yeah. you know, with your child? Like, like you could still be in society as my here. wife and mm-hmm. we'll raise a child and we'll be happy. He's like, my only condition oh. is that you need to tell 
Devlin. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And he was just like, I just can't in good conscience. Like, I feel like at the very least, all he needs to do is know it. And if he doesn't want anything He's like, to if do that with was child, my child, then, yeah. he, need, he deserves to know. He deserves this, to this know. This is where I, I kind of fell in love with Mr. Hartley. Because he's such a nice guy. And I he's, love he's that. He's a truly good man. He's he like, is. the only thing you have to do is tell Devlin. As long as that's all clear, then we'll announce the marriage at, like, they're going to have a, a party with some friends. So she's supposed to go there and tell Devlin. Yeah, she ends up by going there, and he looks terrible, and she, like, even says, <laughs> He's been, like, like shipping downstairs because he he's like has such restless himself. energy. He's, like, taking off his waistcoat and, and his jacket and everything, and is, like, literally lifting boxes of books and shipping, you know, carrying them down to the street. And Fretwell's like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like working. Like, like well, okay, Miss but uh, Amanda Briars is in your office. Before Fretwell can even finish his sentence, he is running up the stairs. It's like, oh my god, it's so obvious. It's oh, not resolved. And it's so bad. And it's so heartbreaking because, of course, like the first thing that she says is like, "I just wanted you to be the first to hear it from yeah. me. We're going to be announcing our betrothal." And he just like felicitations, like great for you. Oh God, he's, he's dying inside. inside. He's dying inside, and you can tell she's about to tell him about the baby, and, and she, she doesn't. Not she just to. She walks just like out. bye. And oh, Ugh. we knew that was going to come back, but so. Has, it's interesting. But then he has a second visitor. And this is the um the barrister or whatever who's come to tell him that his father has died. Yeah. And has left him this estate. Um he's like, I don't care. You know, like he's like, and that, you know, he's like let best. me guess that old man has died. Yes. He's like, yeah. Yes, so sorry. He's left <laughs> you the grandest estate with the most beautiful gardens. Actually, his yeah. children were very put They're out. Very that upset he- that you, he gave it to you, his <laughs> bastard child. And I love how, but this moment, this is a very interesting, like, plot trick, twist or whatever, is that the death of his real father makes him think about, because even the uh, the solicitor or whatever is like, you look so much like your father, you know, like, and, and he starts thinking, am I going to become my father? He's like, like the only thing, he's bitter. like, I have everything. I have money. I have land. Now I have an estate, you know, a gentleman's estate, but none of that makes me happy. And the solicitor talks about how he was just like, your father was just somebody who never like embraced happiness basically. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, what do you mean embrace happiness? Like happiness is a state of mind. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like it's a, it's a talent or whatever. He's like, well, honestly, he was like, I, you know, a farmer who lived on the estate who was like living in a hut with like dirt floors and everything was, was like, one way of the happy, happiest men. men that I've ever seen in my life. And he had barely anything to his name. Mm-hmm. And compared to but your father a family who had everything. Mm-hmm. And he was always searching for something. Always searching for something. <laughs> That's kind of like the restless energy that we get from Devlin in the beginning. He's always yes. searching for the next best yes. author. Yes. How to expand his empire. How to do this, this, and mm-hmm. this. He's always searching. But he's never been content. And Amanda brings him that contentedness. And so he just wants to see her that one last time. So he know, just, he's like, like, he's shows like, I'm going to have to. <laughs> he, like, wish her well. And I love. himself. Yes, I love that Hartley was going to go say, go to, goes to say hello. They say hello to each other. And then they kind of go off to the corner. And, and Hartley's like, well, you're okay with the circumstances with, you know, the child. And he's like, What? what? Child, and he's, and like, he's like, ah, oh, you so didn't Amanda know. Didn't tell <laughs> so Amanda you. lied she to me. me. She assured me that she did. <laughs> she so lied. 
maybe you need to talk to her. And he's like, she's like, let's postpone this announcement. She? Yeah. I love that he immediately says, I think you should postpone your wedding nuptials. And he says, I believe we should. Yeah. You know, so so then he goes and confronts Amanda. Amanda's like on this little balcony by herself. She thinks that Hartley's, you know, bringing her a little glass of champagne or whatever. And it's Devlin. And Devlin's like, do you have something you need to tell me? <laughs> she's like, what? Oh, this Are is so intense. Are you doing here? You weren't supposed to be at this party. And he was like, yeah, but I did come and I learned a little something. Hello, you're pregnant. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm yeah, you Hartley. don't want a child. And he was just like, oh, my God, I'm not letting another man raise my child. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm marrying you. And yeah. she is so adamant that they cannot get married because she's just like, I don't want you to regret me. Like, right. that's what she's You're going to so force adamant. me into this. You're going to get sick of me. And you're then you're going to go off and, and leave, you you're know. You're going to leave me in the country. Yes. And we're just going to hate each other. And he's like, that's not what's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. not what's going to happen. And I love how he just, like, so adamant. Like, he bullies her a little bit. But, He's like, like you're going to get in the carriage. To. You're going to meet me down in the carriage. Or I'm going to come gonna back in and, and carry over you. my shoulder. And then everyone's going to be talking. And she's like, you wouldn't. He's like, oh, my God, please oh, try me. Please. Please, please. try me. She, she's not going to test him. So she leaves the party and goes back. And they have a very silent, tense ride back to the house. No talking on the ride. Yes. <laughs> Where when they get back to his – and it's his house, not hers. That they, he, she's they, – they had their affair at her house. Yeah. And, and so, she's never been in, like, his bedroom area. Yeah. Like this is quarters. like a parlor with her the, – the, uh, the bed is right there. Like, it's like a little den area right next to the bed. So that's where they're having this conversation in his bedroom, essentially. Yes. You know, and – um. And she is just adamant. She's like, you don't want me. You don't want children. You know, this is going to be, you know, horrible. But Devlin uses his masterful um, coaxing skills to convince her otherwise that he will not. He said, I will be the best father. I will be a good husband to you. I promise. And so she finally relents even though she's there's a, no other she's, choice there's, there's no, no other, other choice. choice she's he's not gonna let her marry he's not gonna let her marry yeah hartley. hartley anymore that's not gonna happen it's not in the cards and he's so, offering marriage like what, yeah. what is your other choice she has let, no choice in this yeah. society yeah. there's none and i really love you know they have a quick little wedding or whatever mm-hmm. and i like how like after they get married we get a little taste of like a slice of life type of stuff that's been yes. happening and i love how she says like you know she assumed that they would be going out like every week mm-hmm. day you know like going out to parties because mm-hmm. i mean that's what their social scene was like before, before right and she even mentions it, it to devlin like, at wanna... dinner she's like you know we can accept some of these invitations and he was just like but i don't really want to like she's I'd like i don't want to hold you back home. if you want to go yeah. out and he's like i don't he's like i've never i've never had this before this is what makes me happy i yeah, want to spend like, my evenings with you i'd rather be home with you and so this is this is the happiness that yes. devlin has never had before and suddenly he's content and mm-hmm. i really love that but they work well together that her you know novels are going really well um mm-hmm. there's also this publishing house that um is kind of going under and they need an editor and they need an editor and he's like you do it and and she's like what nobody <laughs> would ever woman. support a woman well like we'll pretend fretwell is the editor you'll be his assistant she's and like, she's they're like gonna it's find gonna out she's like, he's like you'll prove yourself by the time yeah, it comes by out then it i will matter. support you and she's like you'll support me and he was like 100 i'm gonna support you like mm-hmm. you're the best person for the job it's like of course and i, I love how supportive he is of her and they have like such a beautiful like yes. it's such a sweet moment because they're like out on the terrace like drinking tea like you know just like routine yeah and you could just see like the contentedness in his yes. life and and then oh and then god the beginning of this the beginning of this paragraph yes. it says like 
I didn't know like the worst day of my life would so- start, start off so, so innocuously, well. yeah. like with a kiss goodbye, you know, I'm on the way to work oh, and God. just like a normal day. And then he I was gets really a scared. <laughs> yeah. He gets a message. Um, oh. and she says, you know, I'm ill. Um, come now. And so he gets there. She ends up by miscarrying the baby. Yeah. And he's and devastated. Goes, yeah. She, and she goes into a depression and shuts him out. She's like absolutely just despondent. She mm-hmm. does not want to talk. She turns over. She's just like, I don't want to talk. And he's grieving at this point. Like, yeah. he is grieving the, the loss of child his child. Yeah. Because he was actually being excited about it. He's like, I'm going to give the child everything that I mm-hmm. never had. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that they want for nothing. And now, all of a sudden, that dream is gone. And he wants to, like, them to comfort each other. But Amanda is just so, like, shut off. And, like, <laughs> it goes on for three weeks. And he just, like... Is she going to be like this forever? Have I lost my, you know, fun, vivacious, you know, firecracker of a wife? Like, what is going on? I can't let this go on for this long. And so he confronts her and he's just like, hello, let's snap out of it. Like, we need to talk about this. Like, at least talk to me. Like, I Mm -hmm. need you to talk to me. And her first words are like, I want to, like, annul the marriage. She's like, yeah, you only wanted, you didn't even want this child. You're not going to want me now. The only reason why we got married is because of the baby yeah. And now it's gone. He was like, that's not the only reason we got married. It's not. <laughs> he's like, and she's like, you didn't even want the baby. And he's like, I wanted the baby. He's like, I'm grieving too. He's like, but I married you because I love you. Yes. You know? So it's such like an emotional scene. That scene. But it plays out so well because I think that that was always her worry. It's always going to be her worry, even if she had a healthy pregnancy and mm-hmm. had a child. Like That he that, only married that he her only married her he had she to. Pregnant. Yeah, yeah, he had to. And I'm sure that eventually it would come out that he would, you know, say that he loved her. But, you know, the thought of, like, losing her, like, not having his wife, it scared him to death. Yeah, he's like, don't ever do that to me again. No, he's like, we need to talk. And I promise we'll try again. And she's just like, I'm too old. It's my fault. And he was like, the doctor assured me that he he has delivered babies to women who are much older older than than you. you. It's fine. We'll try again. If not, we'll find – we'll adopt a baby. Like, we're going to have a family. It's going to be okay. And I just really love that. Like, he's just such a good partner to Mm -hmm. have. Like, he really is – oh, we never even talked about this. This comes out after they're married. She's like, there's this rumor that (laughs) that your age – is um is apparently you're younger than me yeah basically like like he's dating a cougar kind of thing you know (laughs) and because originally that night that he showed up to her house and she thought she was a prostitute he claimed he was 31 a year older than her and he's like well i said i was 31 because i knew how sensitive you were about your age and i didn't think it would go over well saying that i was younger than you and she's like how much it's like younger just a couple of years just a couple of years and she's like how many couple couple of years years. and he's like five Five. so he's 25 (laughs) 25 <laughs> she is devastated she's like oh like, how could no. you you don't she's like how you're could you a child <laughs> how could you be with me this old spinster you know i can't believe like, i forgot about that part but i just it was wanted pretty to mention funny that as well. but yeah um we do have a lovely scene like after they reconcile um and after they're comforting each other about uh about you know the loss of their child um he seduces her again because of course they haven't been together in weeks you know since (laughs) Mm -hmm. then and he wants to have dessert and there's kind of i guess you would say like an infamous scene 
It's a little salacious. He um, has some berries and hello. he literally puts them inside of her and then eats them. And I'm just like, damn, Lisa, with the kinkiness. Got some serious food play. Listen, I was not expecting that because she's never yeah. done that in any of her other books. And I uh-uh. was like, I was like, okay, okay. She was feeling it for Devlin. She was feeling it for Devlin. Look, they're like, trying to all miss Madame Bradshaw's tricks. Yep, exactly. So... <laughs> Yeah, you see some raspberries associated with this book. That's what we're talking about. That's what it's all about. Go check out the Instagram picture. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So then we have our lovely little epilogue. Oh, yeah. With Papa. So they had a lovely little (laughs) Little boy. Edward. Edward. He's Mm -hmm. three years old. And, um, you know, Devlin's like playing with him and stuff. And also, you know, she's the editor now and everybody knows. Yeah. And she's like. And some people say, oh, it's just really Devlin behind it all. And he's always saying, no, it's not. My, My wife doesn't need me to give her opinion. She has plenty of her own. Plenty you know? of her own. She is a spitfire. <laughs> and she's also pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like really lovely. And I love how they found happiness with each other. Like two people who like never expected two to Two people find who happiness. never wanted to marry. Yes. We're just going to live these solitary lives. You know, it was. It was just, they were meant to be. And they were partners. <laughs> like um, mm-hmm. we said, like she was a business partner. Like he talked about his business with her and she ends up by being a part of that business. And I really like that. Like yeah. he's never, he's never looked down on her. He's never told her that she couldn't do anything. And yeah, I, just, like, I love really that she love just, the supportiveness. Yeah, I love that that was another thing she discovered that in marrying him, she had more freedom t- than she ever had because he didn't restrict her, you know, like she always thought a husband would. And some husbands did, you know, in that t- time. So I thought that was really a beautiful description that she was freer than she'd ever been yeah. uh, being married to him, you know? Yep. I love it. So, awesome. showdown scene. So my showdown scene is actually the scene, because there's lots that go on between um, right before the raspberry scene. (laughs) It's when he has not been able to touch her or hold her. She won't even, like, allow him to come near her for three weeks. And when she finally, he forces her to hug him and was like, come here. And then he picks her up onto his lap and they sit on the chair together. And he just tells her, you know, we'll try again. I'm here for you. I love you. Like, to me, that was just like such a beautiful moment because she was feeling all the pain of, it's my fault I lost the baby. I'm too old. He won't love me, you know? And he's like, no, we're together. You know, this is a you and me thing. This is not a you thing. This is a you and me thing. And I love that because to me, it was like the first time and she gave in pretty quickly. Like it's it's just like all of her insecurities were. She just needed to hear. Those she just needed walls. to hear the words. Yes. She just needed to hear him say yes. that. Yes. And that's where it's like he f- finally convinces her. I feel like in that moment that they're no longer just a couple. A couple. They're they're together. They're a unit, and they're going to do everything together. He's like, if we don't can't have children, we'll adopt. We'll find other. You know. And it was just like, yeah. Oh, I literally was like tearing up. You know. It's because he pours out his heart at this time and he hasn't mm-hmm. poured out his heart before that you right. know he's, exactly he's been you know very I don't want to talk about my feelings I don't want to talk about my past right. type of thing he's been very close but off he knows so to that like moment. to help her heal he has to yes you know yeah and so he has it was to. just a yeah, beautiful... he has to convince her that I wanted this baby like I'm just as devastated as mm-hmm. you like I lost a child too it's not just you and I'm feeling this pain right along with you I know and Ugh. I miss you I miss I know. you like, it's just like I you, miss you, you I haven't been, been able here. to touch you, you like been here and I need you I need you too oh god I also so picked good. that scene as well because it literally <laughs> is just it's just the most perfect moment and just because it was so devastating, like knowing mm-hmm. that she was excited about having the child, you see those happy moments, you know, she getting she, ready. They, they've been mm-hmm. married for a couple weeks, at least at that moment. I don't think they have an exact timeline, but 
she's a little you know further along and they're planning you know for Mm -hmm. the baby and it's devastating it's devastating and also like it makes Devlin realize that I could have all these things that I you know once kind of scoffed at and I want them I want them because it's with her Mm -hmm. and she's my perfect match and I need to take care of her. I need to be supportive of her. And I'm just like, and he does feed her. He does the little, like, you know, like he's wipes, like, you will he eat. wipes her tears. Yeah. And, oh, it's just like, he's beautiful. Just such a good caretaker. Like yes. he really is. Devlin is very, very, very attentive. And I love that about him. That's why like, we love a good, Oh, you know, look. dominant man, but also somebody who is <laughs> Who's going to take afraid. care yes, of his m- woman caretaker. Like yes. I love those scenes. Yes. So of course it's going to be the showdowns course. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we want to thank you for a fantastic year. We'll be back with full episodes in the spring of 2024. We'll end this year with our usual mini-sodes, you know, featuring our top (laughs) reads of 2023 and of course the book boyfriend and girl crush list. So follow (laughs) us on our Instagram account at SWRegram for future announcement about the return of the podcast in the new year. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 